Welcome listeners to 2020 and episode 16 of the Running Guy podcast, where I aim to provide informative content and interviews with elite athletes from around the world. Like in today's episode, where I'm chatting to a runner out of Sydney, who step up to the marathon distance with lengthened due to untimely injury and sickness before finally tying the line and winning his debut marathon in Melbourne 2016 with a 2.20.53, and a year later running a PB of 2.14.59 in Fukuoka, Japan. Welcome to the podcast, Thomas DeCanto. Thanks, Aston. Thanks for having me. No worries. No worries. Good to catch up, finally. Yeah. Excellent. Finally got now. Got yeah, on yeah, for sure. Mate, before we start, I'm sure you'd like to join me in uh, giving a huge shout-out and thanks and respect to all the um, Rural Fire Service, the RFS volunteers who have been uh, putting their own lives at risk to help keep us safe uh, in such worrying and challenging times. Um, and to any listeners who have been uh, directly impacted, I hope you sort of get back to um, some sort of normality as quickly as possible. And uh, please remain safe in the coming days and months. How you been going up there, Tom? With the smoke? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. It's it's um, it's kind of fluctuates a fair bit day to day. So just sort of take it as it comes. There's obviously been some days where um, it's been a bit hard to get out and run. So either day off here or there, or running inside on a treadmill. But um, yeah. I mean, can't complain too much. Yeah, exactly. At least, um, at least we're, we're both away and not, not in the thick of the action with those fires. I think exactly. A lot of us Canberrans are sick of running the treadmill. We're sort of over it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I even tried that um, the swift run, but yeah, it's it's not much better than watching paint dry. So, yeah, I'm glad to. Uh, looking forward to getting back out on the trails. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I always do with uh, with guests, Tom, um, if I could run through your PBs and um, just to get the listeners up to scratch, and just uh, if you could let us know about anything of interest that you can recall about about those events. Um, yeah. Sure. All right. So we'll start with uh, with a three thousand meter PB, um, eight twenty two oh three in Sydney, and that was uh, just recently. Uh, that was November, I believe, just last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was just uh, hadn't done a three k in years. Um, just decided I was kind of fit and it was coming up, and I thought, why not just pop it pop it in there as part of part of training. So that was the state. 3,000 meter champs, which in Sydney, which in New South Wales, so it's it's always like it's always a really well supported event, really fun event, um, really good vibe, lots of runners and lots of um, races. Like there's, I don't know how many grades it goes down to, but um, they're running 3k events like for hours back to back. Um, yeah, so uh, that was I think that was about a 10 year old PB maybe. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was good to knock that off. It was yeah. a it was eight twenty eight back when I was around twenty or early twenties, mm. and um, what was it so a six six second PB? Yeah, no, it's good to get some speed back in the legs as you age. You know what I mean? It gives you confidence that you can still do it. Yeah, yeah, mate. The five thousand um, meter fourteen fifty one thirty seven Sydney January back in two thousand and six. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah reckon, not 19 years of age then. Yeah, I reckon. Um, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I've run. Pretty sure I came second or third at a under 23 nationals. Yep. Um, and my time, if I recall correctly, was um 14:38. Okay. So I've always gone with that yeah, as yeah. as my official official PB, but it doesn't come up on okay. my on my profile. But yeah, I'd say that was yeah. Thirty-eight that, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, no, I'll take that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, take that one. 
And look, your 10,000 metres, and that was just done recently um, down at down at Stig, and we'll talk more about that later. But that was um, that was a great race. It's it's I love these days um, being able to watch the live streams. Um, it's great. Um, it obviously doesn't beat being at the track, but for us that can't get there, um, it was great to watch. So that was a great event. But uh, we'll, like I said, we'll talk on that later. Twenty nine thirty four. Tell us about that one. You were doing a lot of work. Out um, front. So the, I, yeah, I actually, um, I actually ran. So that one was twenty nine thirty six. Mm-hmm. My PB twenty nine thirty five was actually at the New South Wales Champs earlier in the year. Okay. So. Um, I was just a second off at Steigen, sure. at that PB. Okay. But um, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, good event. Um, uh, yeah, myself and uh, training partner Matt Hudson, we decided um, both, you know, relatively fit, try and go for a, a fast time and help each other out. So um, yeah, we kind of just took it, in, decided to take it in turns, um, leading the uh, leading from the front and worked worked pretty well the pace was was kind of on but um yeah it just sort of came down to um that pretty much last lap kicked down there was a a bunch of us the whole race were just sort of sitting behind matt and myself and um unfortunately for me um i have i I reminded myself in that race that i've got no kick basically Mm. Mm. and um yeah kind of just it was a small small increase in pace for me but relative to the other guys they just sort of kicked away so ended up coming fifth i think yep um and matt and thankfully i was pretty happy to see matt end up did he, he got the win so he, he was able to kick down and hold off the other guys which was good considering he, he did a lot of the work up the yeah. front as well yeah 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 well you, you got your pb anyway so it certainly worked out well for you yeah yeah mm. i was i was happy like and it was it was just three weeks after um uh, a marathon anyway so I probably was a little bit heavy in the legs still, mm. um, hence maybe why I didn't quite have the kick that I thought I might. Sure. Yeah. But, how, how do you normally go with a kick at the end of a 10K? Do you normally have more in your legs and be able to respond better than what you did? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I thought I would at that pace because I thought I was probably fit enough to be running like 29, uh, 20 sort of time, but... Um, but uh, yeah, I guess it was a little bit windy, um, yeah. and yeah. maybe I was a little bit fatigued. So I would mm. have hoped I had a, better, a bit of a, a little bit of a better kick. But mm. probably realistically, my best strategy for for those sorts of races is, is a bit of a gradual wind up. To so, but yeah, when I when I think about it, probably I probably would have done a bit better just to try and sort of kick home a bit sooner than I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, your 10k on the road, um, Sydney, May 2014. Now that was a 29:40. Um, was that was that yeah. your first sub 30? Yeah, that was my first sub 30. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grace. You've had a, you've had a bag full of sub 31 since then. Um, yeah, you've done. You've run. I was looking through some of your times. You ran a lot of 30s. So yeah, so that um, after 2014. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it must be nice to get back under under the the thirty for the ten. Yeah, especially with yeah, the, definitely with, with the marathon distances that you're focusing on. Um, so yeah, tell me about that race. It was memorable because it was your first sub thirty. You tell us tell us more. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of those when you start getting down to low thirties and you just, you start thinking, oh, sub sub thirty. It's always like those barriers, you know, you want to try and get. So sure. um, that for a while, that was kind of something I was 
kind of hoping for and and leading into that one i wasn't i didn't wasn't really thinking that was on the card so that made it a little bit more special um just sort of cracking it i got I actually got a little bit emotional which i don't normally do but like it was kind of a cool barrier to break so i was pretty happy um and it was just a fun a really fun race so it was it was actually the national road champs that year okay um so there was quite quite a competitive race which probably helps um helped me to hit the time because there was yeah there's a good bunch of us running um around that three minute or just under three minute pace and um it did come down to a little bit of a a kick down probably um actually i think i think matt hudson was in that race as well i think he i'm pretty sure he was and i'm pretty sure he went he sort of surged at about maybe 1k or or 1500 meters to go um and kind of broke us and strung us all out and then it was just kind of like fighting for the line till then i think um i think eventually it was harry summers dewey yoa and then myself and so just like being um in the mix with those guys that are you know that i thought were um and that are like you know they're better athletes i thought it was sure. pretty cool to be, to be up there so um yeah came third and um so got a a medal at the national road champs and a sub 30 so mm, fantastic was, yeah really really happy yeah yeah yeah. you earned your beer that night for sure mate mm. your half marathon um 64 uh valencia march 2018 um now i'd like to sort of know more about this race from from your side of things because i hear a lot about it um it obviously uh you know it's renowned for its atmosphere um and uh, always draws a huge depth of top quality runners. You always get a lot of the top East Africans there. Um, it's obviously an extremely fast course. Um, I think the world record was set. I think one of it was it set there that you you were there. Abraham Kipton ran fifty eight eighteen. So the, I, I did, I'm not sure if it's the exact same course, but the the year I the, the race. Oh no, I you're ran right. You did it in March. He ran he ran the world in yeah. October. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. different race, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Could, could be the same course. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same course or not, but yeah, um, yeah. And, um, and so, hey, and so, yeah, tell me about that race. Well, first of all, you ran a fantastic time, 6418, and 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 yeah, just tell us more about the atmosphere and and the course itself. Oh, well, that was like an amazing trip. So I I got selected for so that was that was the world half marathon champs yep um so that was the first time i got uh, and the only time really i've got selected for a national team and um so that was like just a huge honor uh and uh, yeah so went over there about a week before and uh with the aussie team and valencia is a really cool city so we just had a little bit of time to acclimatize there and explore the city run around do a final bit of um taper there and yeah, then it came, came down to the race. And who, who um, was on the team with you that year? Um, so I had Collis, Collis Birmingham, and um, uh, DJ and Gebra Celesi okay. on yep. the men's side. Yep. And um, girls was Ellie Pashley and Sh- Sh- Sinead Diver. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So it was a, it was a really cool, so small team. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to hang out with those guys. Um, hadn't really chatted much or, or met most of them before so that was cool um and yeah so uh came down to yeah it's just the, the whole, whole experience was, was was really cool so f- from the from the warm-up and seeing how like all the other national 
uh, teams go about their warm-ups, like from the Japanese that start warming up like an hour and a half before and do like a ridiculous amount of drills. Like it was quite mm. quite funny seeing that. And then, yeah, so just um, we're all warming up in this massive um, basement of the um, the big museum that a lot of people, you'll see like photos of Valencia. It's a, a massive landmark there. The um, um, It's a museum and it's got the these big blue um, man-made lagoon pool things. Okay. And that's actually where you, you finish the race. They, they build like a boardwalk over one of the main um, pools. And so you're like you're running on, on water kind of thing. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've only so seen yeah. the finished photos and I've seen that. And I always wonder what that was all about, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it's a really cool building. Mm. Um, and yeah, cool cool finish. So we started, yeah, so we kind of started there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my goal was just to, I mean, I was never going to be obviously, you know, right, right up anywhere near um the, the front um so my goal is just to yeah just to, to run run a pb try and try and be um you know just put a good result on the board and 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 potentially um run close to what the other guys were going to run as well mm. um i just kind of like i do with all these races pretty much go by feel so just yeah just went out found a, a pack um so had had a group of guys to run with for most of it um and kind of like yeah last six seven k um just started to pick it up and um and bring it home uh felt pretty good uh had a tailwind the last 5k i think the guy yeah camera war the guy that won that race his if you look at his last 5k split he ran like a he ran like a 13 minute 5k or something ridiculous okay um at the end of that at the end of that race um it was a slight, it was it was a very windy very windy day but that last 5k was pretty much tailwind okay yeah uh, so it was nice it was nice when you 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 know you you sort of battling then you got the, the the tailwind to sort of help help with that fatigue that you're getting in the end yeah um, did any of the other yeah. runners on the on the team pick up pbs that day uh i think dj might have um Dijen might have. Uh, Collis, no. Collis, um, he, he fell at the very start of the race. So he, because he's kind of, you know, been around for a while. They and and has done some good things. They they put him on the very start of the front line. The race organisers, and he ended up getting pushed over as soon as the gun went and he hit the deck. And so I was actually, in, I thought he was ahead of me, but I was in front of him till about five k, and he went he went past me at five k and um, ended up. I think both of them ended up finishing within a second of each other, uh, Dijen and, and um, Collis. But okay. yeah, they were like probably only 30, maybe 30 seconds in front of me or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, but Collis has run like a 101 or, or under a 101, yep. maybe. Yeah. So he's, he's run a lot faster. Yeah. Would you consider doing, I assume, looking at your your records that you haven't done the marathon there, would you, would you consider doing the marathon one year? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mm. mean, they yeah, they put on an awesome event. Mm. Um, so well organized, and yeah, just from what you read about the times that people run, and and yeah, and they do like for people like myself, like they do this um uh p this PB program. So if you, I think if you're a male runner and you can run under two two twenty or two twenty five, you get you can get in this program where they they give you free accommodation, and um, if you run a PB um they pay you like 
money. Oh, <laughs> so wow. like, I think 2,000 2, euros if you run, right. say you run 220, but you run a 21950, yeah, yeah. you get 2,000 euros for that. Wow, that's so nice it's pretty, it's pretty unique. Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty cool. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, you could, get, you could probably end up getting in a big, um, a big group of runners um, and get pulled through mm. good times mm. um, in that sort of race, yeah. I guess they do that just to keep that race really high quality to really get everyone running PBs. Because that's a bit... Yeah. Mm, that's a smart, yeah. All right, your marathon. Um, incredible time, 2.14.59 over then. Um, we pronounce it Fukuoka, but they seem to pronounce it Fukuoka. You would know you've been there. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. But, um, right, yeah. yeah, so December 2017, um, great to go one second under 2.15, so you're a 2.14 guy instead of a 2.15 guy. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but, yeah, that's awesome, mate. Tell me about that one. Um, yeah, the, well, that, that's kind of like one of, I guess, if not one of the highlight races of, of my running to date. Um, it just, just one of those days where just I just felt good. Like I just, just everything felt really smooth and you know never hit the wall just had this just a gradual like a gradual fatigue set in and you know obviously it's going to hit at some point so um i did i did slow slightly towards the end but um yeah just just felt just felt really good and um it's pretty you know it's pretty interesting in japan they uh, like i was running by myself that whole race um, which was a bit odd um, because they they all kind of run kamikaze like true Japanese style kamikaze. They just they all go out hard mm. um, and just like a, a battle of attrition. And, and and most you know the vast majority just end up fading back. So um, do the they pull out? Was, do they pull out or they just jog it in? Yeah, some yeah definitely some pull out. Most most jog it in. Okay, yep. vast majority have just like if you look. Like, if you look at the results of one of these races, like, say you look at Fukuoka results and you look at the times and you just see this this flow of times, like, it's, like, from whatever it is, 2.05, and you see all these times and you think, oh, I want to run a 2.15 or whatever, and you can see there's a few guys at 2.15, you think, oh, that'll be good, I'll, I can, I'll got people to run with. But when you look at their splits, they were going out at, like, they were going out at 2.05 pace and they ended up running 2.15. Yeah, okay. Um, so halfway, they were probably at, you know, 2.05 pace. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they, these guys, they just... They, they finish I think um, there's not many that pull out mm. and actually yeah I think that's also part of their culture I think they um, it's not seen as a very good thing for them to, to pull out they, I think they're very unwilling to, to pull out so they'll be you know they'll be finishing if they can um, and I actually I, I experienced um, uh, I had to pull out of um, my the marathon before my last so in March last year I did Lake Biwa and um I was a bit sick I pulled out at 30k and I ended up having to go on the um the tail bus mm. that sort of picks up the runners that that do pull out and it was like the saddest it was it was just so depressing I was on this bus with about three or four other Japanese and and two two or three out of the four were just sobbing like the whole way back mm. they were just mm. really really upset yeah, because um, yep, they feel so, like yeah, they I think let, it's, let everyone down rather than yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I was upset, but um, then <laughs> I yeah. that and I was like, "Geez, like, yeah, yeah." yeah. So um, um, yeah, no, that 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 race, yeah, it just it was just one of those ones that um, 
everything everything came together and yeah um what did you get through the half halfway marking um can't remember it was probably i think it was a very small positive split maybe like a 30 second positive split right so it would have been just over um 215 pace yep okay um, and um were there any other aussies there yeah. that you running around your pace um no okay no there are a couple of um U- uh, us guys mm. um but yeah no don't think there are any other aussies yep and do you get any any sort of like help with i mean you know your, your quality runner do the japanese sort of help you out in any way or, or not uh, not for that race. Okay. Um, yep. No, not for that one. For for um, Lake Bill was pretty good. They'll they'll um they'll put you up in some nice accommodation, and um and you get um like just taken care of with transport and meals, but um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, no Fuka workers, yeah, you just kind of get your own way there and find accommodation that sort of thing. Unless you're an invited athlete, um, yeah, you just sort yourself out. Mm, yep. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. So I mentioned in the intro there that you um that you have had a few hurdles to clear before you were able to put some uh, sort of consistent blocks of training together, leading into some um, I guess some of your major A races that we'll um, touch on soon. But if we could sort of go back to 2016, where you um picked up some good silver silverware there um, with your win at the six foot track, um, that would have been great. Um, had you run that one before? And if you could sort of tell us about your prep sort of leading into that race and how that one unfolded. Uh, I'd run it in training before. So okay. um, I randomly <clears throat> decided to do it for like a long run training run like years and years ago, um, probably five or six years before the race. Mm. Um, and like, yeah, I just thought like it was just such a, cool track it's so so bloody tough and i thought after i did that training run like one day i definitely want to try and race it and see uh how fast i can run it in in like kind of like a race situation Mm. um and it just it just sort of panned out that year was coming up and i thought yeah let's give give it a go and um i went up to the yeah i went up blue mountains probably three four times in the lead up and did sections of the trail most of the time i did the first um 30k so starting um starting uh, yeah katoomba there and and then finishing uh cox's road crossing i think it's around 30k um yeah so just and and mainly like it's just good to know the trail and um and just get the legs beaten up a bit um so they they're used to the trauma, the mechanical trauma that's going to ensue in that sort of race. Sure, uh, get them better accustomed to it. Um, so yeah, I did, did that and um, and just a lot of K's, I guess, as well as the specific trail, a little bit of specific trail stuff. Yep. Yeah. And and was there like um as far as how the race unfolded, were you sort of out the front by yourself, or was you have a group of runners to run with, and then you pulled away, or how did it sort of unfold? <laughs> it was. It was a pretty interesting race. Um, so um, I, like a true non-trail specialist, I was a bit slow down Nellie's Glen, down the steps at the very start. Uh, so I was probably in sixth place or something like that. And um, uh, um, uh, Brendan Davies and a couple of the other guys were kind of out of sight 
at the bottom. Um, and so once we got to the flat trail section, I started to sort of pick it up a little bit and we got to um, maybe 10K in and I could see them. Um, and then I, it was like a real foggy section in the valley um, and I ended up taking a wrong turn. And, like, I'd done the trail, like, you know, in recent times, like, yeah, three or four times, like I said, so I should have known where I was going, but I only went about 100 metres off course and I turned around and I, I went back, but I was, like, a little bit annoyed because I'd almost caught them, but then I, you know, lost a bit of ground. So then I was <clears throat> I was kind of, like, uh, maybe working a bit harder than I should have to, to catch them again. And um, this was coming on, a like, a single trail set. We went back to, like, a single trail section. Um, just before the river crossing. So I think it's like three, um, three or four K before the 15 K mark, which is the crossing. And I just, I tripped and fell. So I just hit, hit, hit a rock and, you know, before I could even react, I just kind of face planted and landed on my chest. And um, at that point I thought oh, the race is over because I was like, it was really painful, really, really painful. I, mm. I like screamed out. Thankfully no one was around because I, I think I was, I was pretty um, – I would have been embarrassed with how loudly I screamed. Um, and I was just walking then for a few minutes thinking I just got to get to the next aid station. But then I started to kind of feel a little bit better. So my, my chest was sore. My knee was, was sort of really badly banged up. Um, but a few minutes later, I was like, I'll just start jogging, see, see how it feels. And it kind of felt okay. It was stiff and whatever. And, and, but it was easing off. The pain was sort of easing off. So – Started jogging, and then by the time I did get to Cox's River, I was like, oh, I'm just, I don't feel too bad. I'm going to yeah, keep, I think I'll just keep going if it doesn't feel too bad. And it just kind of did feel better. So I just kept going and eventually going up um, uh, to Pluvi. So just that massive climb up to Cox's River, I did catch um, not long after, maybe another couple of K, I did catch Brendan um, and who else was up there. So a couple of guys I passed. So I ended up getting to the front um, uh, probably a few Ks after Cox's River, so maybe like 17, 18K. Um, so Did that, that surprise you that you're able to pull them back? Or? Yeah, I, um, I just felt yeah, I just felt really um, good up the hill uh, okay. for some reason. But were, uh, you, were, you sort of hunting, an... were you hunting them down or were you just running at a pace that you thought you could maintain? Yeah, just just running. No, no, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, so much. Yeah, I wasn't so much trying to hunt them down. I was just yeah, just just running at a pace I thought I could maintain. Mm. Um, I think running up the hill felt better on the knee as well. Like okay. my knee wasn't as annoyed, so yeah. I thought yeah. oh, this feels okay. So kept running, went past them, felt pretty good, and I was like, this is awesome. So I was like, oh, God, this is great. I'm in the lead, and so I was feeling really good um, till probably it was up on, at the Black Range. And um, things just fell apart massively. So um, I I was kind of getting really short of breath. I was getting dizzy. You know, if I was gonna, if, if I've ever felt like I've hit the wall, it's in that race where I just felt like spaced out and just not in my body. I was like, mm -hmm. so I was like, I got so I got to like any tiny incline and had to walk. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was paddling. I actually got to the last, um, I think the last aid station that had. Um, like had coke, they had lollies, they had all this stuff, and and I was just there drinking it, and because I was just like in this state, I just I didn't want to leave. I'm just like drinking coke, eating lollies, and at one point, one of the volunteers looked at me, he's like, "Mate, 
you, you're still in the lead. You probably want to get going now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. All right, I guess I'll get going. So, um, yeah, and I, I, yeah, so I ended up, yeah, I won. Um, and I still to this day can't believe that I won with how, how shit I felt. Yeah. Um, I obviously just, I'd got enough of a gap on that, all those climbs and the start of the flatter section that that last 10 or 15K or whatever it was, um, uh, yeah, even though it was like, you look at all their other splits, like everyone ran heaps or, you know, the, the top guys, they ran a lot faster than me yeah, for that yeah. final section or so. But, um, yeah, I'd built up enough of a gap and I ended up winning. So yeah, um, okay. that was pretty special as well because it was such a weird race and it was, you know, I was a couple of times there. I was expect, I was first, I was expecting I was going to pull out. Uh, then I thought, well, they're going to catch me. Like they're all just going to go past me. I'm just going to, you know, struggle to get to get to the finish. But you know, I want to finish. Mm. But um, but yeah, I still ended up winning. Yeah. Um, so I found out I found out a week later that I'd broken about three ribs. Okay. I had three fractures. So I think it, it was not so much bonking. What I was feeling was just like I wasn't breathing properly. Okay. Um, so I think I was just I was getting real dizzy and and this sort of stuff because I was just I was wasn't I was having really short um breaths and stuff yep. like this because my chest my chest was really sore mm. through through the race mm. um so how much yeah. did you win by and what was what was the race winning time um i probably uh i think it was i think I, maybe it's a few minutes before okay um before second i i ran three three hours 20 wow oh 320 wow what yeah. three 320 flat Is yeah it? three hours 20 wow yeah yeah, yeah that's quick yeah so obviously, um, I mean, obviously you're a fine run on the road, but obviously you climb so well. Do you do a lot of specific strength work or hill work, or is there any? Are you? Would you consider yourself a very strong hill runner? Um, I just think, I just think, um, maybe because I've I've lived in Sydney my whole life, um, you know, and I've always lived in areas where, like, like growing up, like my house was on the top of the hill. Um, and so all my runs would, would, you know, involve coming back up the massive hill yep. at, at the end of each run. Um, and just areas that, you know, I've always enjoyed running hilly terrain. So not, not mountainous type stuff, but yeah, Sydney's, I think, hilly enough that, um, always exposed to some decent climbs here and there. Mm. Um, and I don't, so yeah, I don't know how much of it's just a, a knack for running uphill or just from experience from you know just sydney yeah. but um yep. yeah it seems to seem to go all right on the hills yeah you must yeah. just hold a really good rhythm yeah for sure oh well yeah. it's sort of comforting for everyone training for, for six, six foot coming up that uh they can you know fall over break ribs bonk walk and, and still have a good result so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah just say yeah it's i guess it's uh it's just good to never sort of yeah just see just see what you can do you might surprise yourself that's right. Even if stuff doesn't stuff doesn't go to what you were planning, um, exactly. uh, yeah, you can still still have a decent result. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have have you run it since since you since you won that? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, I've been. I've, no, I've, yeah, I've been on the track. Um, yeah, yeah. Done, done a, a training run once or twice since then, but yeah, not yeah. haven't raced it. So, so what's then. the course record for that? Because I, I, you know, I didn't think it was under three twenty, but what is the course record? Uh, Three fifteen, I believe. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Stu Gibson. Right, okay. Yeah, Stu Gibson. Uh, Three fifteen. So that's actually something I'd love to do it again one year and try and try and get that. Try and 
run yeah well if you're in the same sort of form you know you dropped minutes out there so obviously you're capable of running that time for sure yeah Mm. yeah so that'd be a good goal yeah all right so that's march 16 we'll move on a couple of months um city to surf um being a sydney boy maybe you've run it a few times but you finished second that year behind harry summers which is the first of his of his wins um i think he's picked up three or four now um were you pleased with that performance on that day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm pretty yeah. sure that, that was the first time on the podium so yeah okay yeah how many yeah, times have you done the city to surf uh, ooh, don't know. I've probably, I've probably done maybe seven what? or eight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what was your winning time that year in sixteen? Oh, I mean, sorry, ooh, you, 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 your, your me time. Now. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah second place. Um, I I couldn't tell you to be honest. Pro- okay. Probably forty two high, maybe. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you're generally around the high forty two, forty threes when you do it. Yeah, I think I, I think I might have run a mid to low forty two. Um, year before last, okay. when I came second again. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Yep. And a month later, you um, towed the line there at the Blackmore's half um, in Sydney, crossing second behind um, the Japanese runner, Katanishi. I'll, I'll have a go at pronouncing that. Uh, 66.07. Um, and, of course, yeah. that isn't that fast, so that's that's a pretty good time. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, 16 was a good year for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was a PB at the time. Okay, yep. So, yep. yeah, I was happy with that one for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then three or four weeks later, I mean, the halves before a marathon, I love doing the halves three or four weeks before a marathon, and you've yeah. proven this, that three or four weeks later you um you laced up for that debut marathon. Um, uh, yeah, and running a high 220s in, in windy conditions down there in Melbourne. So, yeah, look, let's, let's talk more about that race. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, so that one, that one's got to be up there as well. Obviously, with um, so again, that was yeah, that was pretty well, relatively unexpected. I just wanted to go there and run well and see what I could do. But um, yeah, to 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 win it and to um, to run that time as well, especially in those conditions. Mm. Um, yeah, I was um, very very pleasantly surprised. Yep. Uh, was there a group to yeah. run with in, in the first half? How did how did that one go? Yeah, so I think um, first five or six k, big bunch, huge bunch of guys, pacemakers. Um, maybe they got to seven or eight k. So I think we got to Albert Park and and they sort of pulled away. I'm not sure even who who they were doing the pacing for. To be honest, it might have been Dua, uh, Dua Yoa. Um, uh, Liam Adams was there as well. I'm pretty sure, actually, he was doing some pace work. So yeah, so we were, we were just um, in a group. I was sitting behind, maybe a few a few back in a group. So getting at that point, rel- pretty well protected from the wind because it, yeah, it was very windy. Um, so that was that was helpful. And then we got it in and around Albert Park, and um, it was just kind of then there was a Japanese guy. There was Matt Cox, who is another training partner of mine, um, Dua Yoa, uh, Isaiah Spayan, I think, and he's from, I think he's based in Brisbane. Yep. Um, so I'm pretty sure that was the core group from there. And, and, and us, we were just kind of running as a group. Um, myself and Matt, probably, yeah, at the front of that group, sort of pushing the pace a bit. Um, uh, and it, yeah, kind of stayed 
oh, Japanese guy might have dropped off around 15K. Then it was just the, the, us other four until, um, yeah, for all along Beach Road and until we got back up to the Kilda. Um, back in, yeah, head, heading back. So um, it's St Kilda, uh, uh, no, Beach Road was just ridiculous, the wind. Um, so that was the story, I think, of, the, of that, that, that day. Like everyone was just smashed. Mm. Smashed by that wind. I remember there was one k coming back, um, so coming back towards St Kilda Road after you've done the, the two hairpins, and um, it was just literally like a, a wall, like you're just running into a, a a wall. I think I ran like a a three forty k, and so like you know it was probably like twenty to thirty seconds slower than some of the other k. Yeah, twenty yeah. seconds slower than some of the other k's. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it was – so then it was, yeah, me, Matt, and Dua. And at that point, I'm just thinking, uh, I don't want to be – like, I'm feeling pretty good, but if I make a break now, if I try and push it, um, they can just sit on me and I'm going to be doing all the work. And, and you know, so I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to just sit with them and take it easy and hopefully um, we can share a bit of the work. Uh, Matt, Matt and I would – pretty much doing all the work uh but then so what happened was we um we intersected with the half marathon runners and at that point um uh uh oh, mental blank um oh it's i've got a mental blank of his name um that's uh it's no good uh he, he, he <laughs> <laughs> I know him pretty well. Yeah. Um, oh, he'll give you a hard time in a sec. Yeah. He's going to give me a hard time. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, I get this sometimes. I get these mental blocks. Uh, yeah, so um, he he's based in he was based in Sydney, English guy. He's one city to surf before. Um, he he was coming through, I think he was in like third or fourth place in, in the half. And um, he was at a, at a, he came past us at a faster pace. And I thought, um, I may just just latch onto this and see if they can if they can hang on to this pace as well. I was feeling pretty good at that point, so uh, I latched on to, to Ben. Ben's his name, uh, and uh, Ben Morrow. Ben Morrow was yeah, it? Ben yeah, Ben Morrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically, um, I owe a lot of my win to Ben because yeah, okay. yep. because I latched onto him. He was essentially my windbreak going up up back up St Kilda Road, yep. and um, the other guys dropped off. Yep. Uh, um, so they, they kind of couldn't handle that pace. I was feeling relatively good, so I, I latched on, and um, I was just behind him until, until um, you know, veers off for the marathon, half marathon runners a bit later, mm-hmm. and then it was just myself. Just it was just me on my own that last bit till the stadium, and that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty special. Just that last whatever it was, um, six seven k or, or whatever it was. I'm um, thinking that I had the win um, just to kind of, yeah, just running through there thinking I'm going to win it. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And especially that sort of bumpy journey to get there and then finally to get one and then to win it. You must have thought, oh, this is easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah. a lot of people talking about that the problem with is, is, um, is hitting those half marathon runners during that race, something that a lot of people want to see if they can find a, a remedy to fix that. Just sort of yeah. upset your pacing, and you know, I know when you're out there and you're sort of on the rivet and you're hurt, and 
just have to go around people. Even when you've got to step a gutter, it seems like a nightmare. So, yeah, yeah. if they could sort that one out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, ho- hopefully they, they, they do. It yeah. is a little bit of a... For me, it worked out well that day. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it could work yeah, in your favour. No, you get lost in the crowd and they think, oh, where do you go? It's yeah. A, put in yeah. a little bit of a surge. All right, so you nailed your first marathon um, with that win, which obviously must have given you a lot of confidence and a lot of a lot of relief um, finally making it there. But um, then you quickly sort of uh, progressed with that PB by six minutes, as mentioned before, in Fukuoka in 2.14. So things were going well. I was just wondering, with the World Championships that were held in London that year in August, um, a few months prior to, uh, to that run of 2.14 in Fukuoka, did you sort of have your sights set on qualifying for that team? Um, and maybe, you know, trying to post a faster time than your 2.20? Or, or um, what, what happened with the Worlds that year? Because I thought you would have been in pretty good shape. Yeah, it just... Um, I'm trying to remember what what came about. Yeah, I think... 2017... Yeah, I think I sort of had some... I think I had an idea to do something earlier that year. Um, but I think I was either maybe a bit sick or had a niggle. Um, at, at that point where I decided not to do, um, I, was thinking, I think I was thinking of doing a marathon in Japan at the okay. beginning of that year to try and qualify. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, something came up and, like, yeah, I just thought it was not, it's not going to happen. It's not, uh, you know, um, yep. so. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, the Com Games 2018, um, did you sort of have your set sort on a Aussie singlet there for the for the three-man team? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you're 214 from Japan. So, yeah, how were you going with getting a spot on the Gold Coast team? Was that... Um... Yeah, so I nominated okay. um, for myself to be selected prior to Fukuoka because I thought, yeah, so going into Fukuoka, that was, you know, that was a one one of the goals. main one being try and run a, a solid PB. And then um, at, at that point... Um, the, there'd already been a few guys that had run the qualifying time, and I'd, I'd have to run. I think it was um, uh, t- uh, 2.13.30 okay. to, to get on the team. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Hamer, I think, had that third spot, and he'd run. Yeah, he'd run that 2.13.30 or something like this. So that was kind of in the back of my mind. I, I wasn't. I didn't think I'd get anywhere near yeah. that but i thought you know if i have a good day uh you, you never know what happens i put a time on the board um it, it was a, still a qualifying time but yeah obviously you've got, you've got to be top three under the time so although i was under the time i was still that fourth so i ended up being fourth fastest yeah. so take top three okay. i was fourth fastest so i didn't get i didn't get the call up um but the silver lining was um at that time when i did get the call saying i wasn't on the com games team i was told i made the half marathon team okay so yeah, yeah although it was disappointing not to make the the com games i was you know i wasn't disappointed because i you know i'd still made my first aussie team um for the half and i was ecstatic for that so um yeah as it as it as it turned out um, Chris ended up getting an injury and, and couldn't um, compete at the Com game, so um, it was a little unfortunate that that I couldn't get a late call up. Mm. Um, but it is what it is. It was um, it's it's a big event, and I think last minute changes are, are, are logistically difficult. So 
Mm. Um, and that's fine. So I ended up, um, they end up just having, we had two, two Aussies running that and, um, and yeah, I got to do the half, uh, the world half. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I see here Chris ran two thirteen thirty two in Amsterdam. So yeah, that's all good yep. in that spot. So that was, yeah. yeah, and and yeah. as you, as you would probably know, um, four years earlier, Com Games in Glasgow, Chris got injured and was unable to run the ten k there. So yeah. Com yeah. Games haven't been pretty for Chris, have they? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I feel you got you got to feel for him. It's mm. it's just yeah, that's so unlucky. Yeah, he's, for sure. he's he's got yeah. From what I hear, he's had he's very unlucky with with injuries and and his body's breaking down. So he's he's obviously extremely talented with what he's run over five five k to the marathon. Mm. But um, and he's he's run a super fast half as well. Um, but yeah, he's just if he can get his body right, I'm sure he'll be he will make um, he will make a team. Yeah, another team. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, we've got some young lads coming up running some pretty good times, haven't we? So. Yeah, it's going to yeah. get harder and harder to get that singlet. Yeah, um, yeah. How about the World Championships in Doha last year? Um, was there any chance yeah. of doing that one? Or? Yeah, so that's what. Yeah, I went to. Yeah, so I went to Lake Biwa um, in March. Uh, in March 2019, uh, mm. uh, to try and run run a PB and run under the qualifying time, which was still 2:19. Okay. Um, and I had a shocker, so. I, yeah, I pulled out. Like I said earlier, I pulled mm. out at 30k. Yep. Uh, um, my body just gave up. So I, I had about a, about a week or so before I got a bit run down. I think it was a virus or something, and um, I tried to just really work on sleep and and recover. And you know, I was still going to go because I thought maybe I'd, I'd uh, get over it just in time. But um, and I, I just kind of thought I'd be fine but 10 k in i yeah i kind of knew it wasn't going to be a great race but then just, things just started to unravel quite quickly um i was getting like quite severe joint pain and um so yeah, i got to 30k i was like well I'm, I'm i'm almost limping here so if i if i keep going i'll probably just injure myself so mm. um yeah so i just yeah that was it so that and then after that i couldn't really i just didn't have it in me to get up for another marathon i would have probably had to go to europe to try and chase the time to get into a fast marathon to 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 run it and just for just i don't know financially and and just time away from family i just yeah i just wasn't up for for chasing it in retrospect i think damn you know because i ended up ended up you know only taking one one guy julian and and there was spots there to be to be had but um, you know, that's fine. I don't really have, I mean, a little bit regretful, but yeah, it is what it is. Yep. So that, and you that, wouldn't, you wouldn't mind passed. running in those conditions? No, I mean, I don't, I don't care. It, it's yep. an Australian single that okay. I would have run, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, Moose did a good job. It was great. Yeah, yeah, he did. So the early part of your career, you sort of had setbacks there, I mentioned with injuries, um, but you've posted some good runs, um, you know, on the board, you've run PBs in the last couple of years, so you're getting your speed back. That's definitely going to cross over to, to running a good marathon. Are you sort of starting to manage more consistent training load, or, um, or there's still sort of been injury management sort of going on in the background? Uh, no, yeah, touch with the last couple of years have been much better. So um, just hopefully, um, so I'm getting definitely getting older, and yeah, hopefully without getting wiser. So just listening to my body more, um, sure. being just being adaptable, like, 
you know, years gone by have just been a bit too, um, uh, you know, you know, you just want to stick to your program and, and, and do chasing, what chasing you're gonna, we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. So just, just that and also just, uh, yeah, I, I do think that my job is, is also as a podiatrist has helped me um, manage myself with my, I, I've had quite a uh, specific set of injuries um, that, that I've been able to kind of mitigate through footwear and, and tweaking shoes and just being careful with, um, I know what particular training um, uh, stimulus can irritate my injuries. So, or my, you know, the types of injuries that I get, yep. just predominantly speed based or, or, or up, up running up hills and stuff like this. So, Achilles and tip post and foot, a lot of foot and ankle stuff. Mm. Um, so, careful with training loads, careful with the types of footwear um, and listening to my body. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, it's just, it's definitely has been um, a lot better, more consistent in recent years. Um, the, the one thing in, in re- recent years though that's been almost worse than the injuries is just the, the, the colds and flus that okay. I'm really, yeah. really prone to. Um, yeah, just having, I think just, um, as you probably know with kids, like just young young kids daycare, bringing mm. stuff back for you. It's, yeah. um, it's the a very factory. general problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I was right. see you. Um, you work and as um and run your own sports podiatry business there, Walker Street, North Sydney. Um, and I'll put a link in the show notes below for the listeners, um, including some other social handles there, so the um the listeners can check you out and um and find out where you work and they need to come along and see you. Um, looking on Strava, you get a huge percentage of your volume sort of running to and from work, um, which is obviously a great way to uh, to start the day. Um. And obviously, running your business is obviously has its pros and cons. Do you sort of allow that to give you that flexibility to um, to manage your training load? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, yeah. I mean, I, I can I can set my own hours, obviously. So, um, I'll depending on what we got on, and when I start sort of gearing up for a marathon, I'll I'll tweak the hours a little bit, give myself more time to fit in the the mileage, but. Yeah, a huge help is the fact that I commute to and from and get my mileage through commuting, um, which saves, definitely saves, uh, you know, the cumulative effect is saving a fair bit of time over the week. So um, I can, you know, get back um, to back home with the kids and uh, sooner. For I don't sure. have to then like go, you know, get home from work and then go out for a run. Like it, you know, that, that wouldn't be ideal. I can just run home and then, you know, just be there. Yeah. Um, which yeah, which is good. I mean, it's it's certainly not the prettiest of runs. Uh, if, if you don't live in Sydney, you may not know, but um, a lot of it is run on Pacific Highway yep. or um, or a cycle path along another highway. <laughs> so yeah, um, no, I, it's, I, so it's, I know that I know that area, and I'm certainly not jealous of your of those runs, mate. <laughs> yeah, for someone that lives in Canberra, I'm sure you're not jealous. Um, mm, mm. You know, but but yeah, it's actually to be honest, it's not too bad. Like commuting point to point. Um, although it's um, it's a boring boring scenery, it's um, it's kind of mentally pretty easy when you're just going running point to point for a yep. purpose, like yep. just as a commute. Yep. Like it's just you don't think about it. You just you got to get from A to B. So what, um, so what is that distance I, from from your workplace to home? Uh, it's eight k. Okay. So if I go yep. if I go pretty much pretty much the, the quickest sort of route, it's it's eight k, yep. and I can just tack on bits here and there to to increase that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, now, um, you're obviously extremely efficient as a runner, but you're also extremely efficient when it comes to snagging a partner, mate. Can you short us, <laughs> share that story on how you courted your wife, please, mate? Ah, I was wondering if you're going to ask me about that. Oh, yeah, um, no, it's, it's a cracker. Yeah, oh, it's, it's good. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, so um, i got I got to thank, you know, Park Run has a special place in my heart for that reason, so I met my wife at, at a Park Run. So I met her at... Um, at Sydney Park Run, which uh, St Peter's uh, Park, which was like the first park run in Sydney. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she was. Um, she's from London, so she was probably just she was in Sydney for about six months. She'd done her whole family do park run back in the UK, so she came to Sydney and she kind of yeah found there was there was one uh, not far from where she was living at the time, and um, she was actually volunteering that day. Um, she was doing the. Uh, scanning, barcode scanning. Yep. Um, so yeah, I finished. I finished. Came through, and we had a, this brief little chat uh, at the end. And then um, later that day, I um, I had a friend request on Facebook, and it was her. We started chatting, and uh, we ended up catching up that evening. Uh, and three months later, we were married. Wow, three months. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's impressive, Mike. <laughs> Uh, what's impressive is the fact that her parents didn't freak out when she when she told her I'm marrying some random Aussie guy <laughs> after we I hadn't met them. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd you know spoken to them on on Skype, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, they came out they came out for the wedding here, and um, we ended up going back to the UK eight months after the wedding for like a little um like a reception style party. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, with the rest of her family and friends. Um, after, but um, yeah, yeah, park run. It's it's where you you know it's a good, there you good, go. good dating spot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, did you did you try to win that race by even more time? Just so you had you know a little bit more up your sleeve to to chat her up. Or? I did. I did actually <laughs> spot her before the before the run started. Oh, so maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Subconscious. I did thought, notice yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, keep an eye on that second runner coming in. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Mate, I'd like to finish up with your thoughts on the, on that incredible night we had recently down there at Box Hill um, with the boys and the girls down there at Zatapak 10. Um, you know, watching Pat Tiernan and, and Stewie Mack running around and Stewie getting that, that record, um, dethroning Benny Saints' uh, I think it's 2011 national record by one second. What did you think of that? It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It was, um, yeah, impressive really impressive just impre- like yeah tiernan was really impressive as well like yeah. he's just yeah he's yeah just 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 grinding that pace lap after yeah. lap yeah and then just 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 the fact stewie's got those gears at the end of a, of a solid pace and he's yeah, just yeah. able to, to 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 kick down to that that record um yeah, yeah. it was really cool really yeah, yeah. really cool to watch and it's good that good um, that benny saints was there as well you know so yeah 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 it was special it, it yeah was good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and then yeah. and then the Steigen that you were part of that was um that was really successful, wasn't it? Down there, at John Landy Field in Geelong, um, where you, where you ran yeah. that ten thousand meter PB. But yeah, it's it just I mean I, I love being able to watch all the live streaming. But um, I mean you probably agree that that's uh the sort of event that we need to get more of. And I thought it was quite successful. Yeah, good on them for putting it on, and 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 also for the the, the innovative um. Uh, you know that that Steigen one concept they they did before um, the, our race they they kind of just 
um, just try, trying to create different things and trying to make it more engaging for, for the audience, yeah. uh, for spectators and that sort of stuff. And, and even something different for the athletes, like making it, it was like kind of like a team event, which is quite unique as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah to be there and to see that and see the inaugural um, uh, kicking off of that event, I hope it, it grows and because, um, yeah, it was, I think it was really good, uh, really good event putting, and, that, you know, Steigen putting up all that prize. Yeah, no, it was fantastic, mate. All right, Tom, look, thanks for giving us your time um, to be um, guest on the Running Guide yeah. podcast. Mate, um, all the best with your running this, okay. this year and beyond. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, you happy for me to put some um, links over there to some of your social handles like uh, Instagram and Striver on that for our listeners to follow yeah. along? Yep. Yeah, cheers, yep. yep. Anyone in there in Sydney who needs to see a sports podiatrist, um, yeah, catch up with Tom. I'll put a link in the show notes below. And, um, yeah, thanks a lot, Tom, for giving me your time today, mate. Thanks, Aston. No, no worries. Excellent. All the best, mate. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Bye, mate. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Running Guide podcast. Follow along if you haven't already. Check out the links in the show description below. Give it a thumbs up if you're enjoying what I'm providing. And if you can leave some ratings and views over at Apple Podcasts, much appreciated. Got some exciting guests lined up in the next coming weeks. An Aussie distance runner who's training the house down to qualify for the Tokyo Olympic Games. And a runner over there in Denver, Colorado, who's certainly got a lot going on. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. Remain ambitious. Never know what you may achieve in running and in life. Cheers, guys. Bye for now. Thank you.